0: this is the pick of the bunch by basic bananas where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing business and people welcome back this is part two of lessons from the road where Francisca and i have just completed a motorbike adventure through a lot of the stands Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, all these stands, more stands than I can even remember off the top of my head. And um, so lessons from the road and how we apply these to business basically. So the, the challenges and things we faced along the road and how we've taken lessons from that and applied it to, or app- applying it to business, and business lessons. So enjoy the show. Oh, we're back. Yes. Round two. Round two of Lessons from the, the Road. You got the gigglies. Uh, started got the, with the
1: because I was looking at you and and I was just, you know, thinking how you look like a stracciatella ice cream. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a big day. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Big podcast session. Big
0: podcast session. I look like a strachatella. Stretch, strachatella. I don't know to say it. well,
1: and is the one with the little chocolate chips inside, and you look a little bit like that with the freckles. You're
0: saying I've got freckles like a strachatella <laughs> ice cream? Yes. Good. Very delicious. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's uh, get into some lessons from the road. Let's go to Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Great success. So part two, we covered off a bunch of lessons from... Well, lessons, insights, things yeah. we learned, things that happened from the road. And so yeah. this is part two. So we've got more lessons from the road. Yeah. Um, let's and let's, well.
1: And we are, are sitting got- here in our podcast room at the headquarters of Basic yeah, Bananas. Back. So, yeah, this is exciting. It's, it's, I, I feel really excited. We've been back here now for three days at the offices with the team, and it's so fun to be back. Do you feel like there's good energy and team are good excited? And team are excited. I'm stoked projects. to be
0: back to the ocean as well, back in the ocean. Mm-hmm. That was a a month without surfing. Actually, even swimming. We never even swam once. On this trip? Yeah.
1: We didn't have any opportunity? No, there's no way. We we, we, could. we the rivers are all the, rapids and
0: like melting um snow yeah. rapid rivers which were a, a, no you wouldn't go near a lot We of them had like the Caspian
1: round. Sea but nobody was swimming.
0: Caspian Sea actually looked pretty good. That we looked were on
1: a ferry across
0: calm and beautiful and yeah. clear, but um and that was actually hot. But anyway, yeah, hot. no surf, so I'm happy to get back in the surf and uh get wet. So yeah.
1: So, let's go back into some lessons. We shared some lessons from the road in the last episode and we are doing a little bit of recapping on some of them today and some new ones. So, let's get into, should I do the first one? Do it. So, uh, one of the first ones, which is a little bit of a, a lesson, a reminder, and it's also really good to have this reminder in business, is unconditional generosity and kindness. I've spoken a little bit about kindness and how we have a principle here at basic bananas, which is always respond with kindness. And again, on this trip, as on the last on the first leg, where we rode from Switzerland to Georgia, we met so many people that were unconditionally generous. And, you know, I'll just share a few that came to mind. And then you might have some other ones. But we had when once when we had a, a flat battery. A flat battery, a flat. A
0: bad flattery.
1: <laughs> a bad flattery, you know. Actually, a flat tire. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Actually,
1: okay, but I did also have a bad flappery which also somebody helped me <laughs> when I was on my own <laughs> coming yeah. back from Iran. But I I remember the flat tire. We were up in the Tajikistan mountains, really beautiful scenery. Actually, where where my bike had a flat tire, and you guys were fixing the tire while I was working on my laptop and. There were maybe three or four trucks past us only because it was a very quiet road, the Premier Highway. Mm-hmm. And they all stopped. Every single one of them stopped, rolled down the window and asked if we needed help or sign language. Mm. And one truck stopped. There was nobody at the window. It was like, eh, what's going on? Like it's a ghost or something. And then suddenly somebody appeared at the window and handed us a bag with a fresh, bread of, a fresh loaf of bread and mm. walnuts. And that's it. There was no really many words exchanged because we, uh, you know, the we didn't speak Tajik or Russian, and the guy didn't speak English. So, but he just handed us a bag with food yeah, in it. That was pretty
0: amazing. Wasn't that's it? it. Yeah, out of the window he passes, yeah, a fresh loaf of bread and corns.
1: And very similarly also, uh, again, when we were waiting for, which you shared a story last time, we were waiting for the cargo ferry across the Caspian Sea. And we, <laughs> as, as we normally were on this trip, we were a little bit underprepared in terms of snacks. And so we didn't have any food, but we were waiting at this terminal for eight hours to get on the ferry, because nobody knew when the ferry was departing. And some other passengers, there were maybe five other passengers, they all <laughs> shared their food with us. We didn't ask, yeah, Just every funny. time they were eating, we were eating. Because every yeah. time they were eating, suddenly there was something in front of me, like a snack. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, or a tea. And again, it, we we didn't really talk much, but we just they they just shared. Yeah, it kind their of their makes goods. the world a better place, doesn't it?
0: Just one little act of kindness from one person like that, looking after someone else that they don't even know. Um, It just makes the world a better place. Every little act, you know, even letting someone merge into traffic and giving way to someone or just helping someone carry a bag or something, you know, I think that's a really good general life lesson as well. And also in business, um, there was kind of, because we're in such remote places, which tends to happen anywhere in the world, when you're in these more remote places, people seem nicer. (laughs) Like when you're in the countryside, you know, it's good old-fashioned country folk are always kind of friendly and happy and nicer and they say hello, whereas when you're in the city, people are hustle bustle. You know, and no hellos, it's more like shove you out of the way because they're trying to get the, the taxi in front of you or something. And um, I think, but what happens is um, even some of the little restaurants and things we visited out in the middle of the nowhere. I had this little fantasy at one moment of our um, trip because th- we stopped in this little restaurant on the side of the road, and the, the guy I can't even explain where it was. I think it was on the border of the Tajikistan and Afghan border when we we're riding along, and we pulled up, and there's a little stream, and he had the water coming out of the Oh, yeah, yeah, that
1: was in Afghanistan. Yeah, on the border from border. Pakistan. And, um,
0: yeah. and uh, the guy was so friendly, just serving us. And the way that people say hello and they say thank you uh, in Tajikistan, they put their yeah. hand on their heart and That's, they say yeah, hello so and they say thank you, or they like wave us goodbye and they put their hand on their heart. And this guy was running a business, so making this a business more a business lesson. He was running his little restaurant, and he said hello, put a hand on his heart. He said thank you, and put his hand on his heart. Yeah. And I was like, "What? Like phenomenal service? He had like one thing on the menu. It was hardly a restaurant. He didn't even
1: have a menu. He just brought out stuff. He didn't, oh, yeah, he didn't stuff. have a menu. Of <laughs> he course, just yeah. Just out like
0: stuff. menu, no food, yes. Uh, what one thing? Okay, that'll yeah. do. Whatever it is. And um, but anyway, he, he said at the end, he said, "Come back again." Yes. And in yeah. my head, I'm like. I would love to come back again for this guy because yeah. the service has been so phenomenal. Yeah. It would be really cool to come back again, and, I, and then I'm like, wait a sec.
1: I'm in I mean, the border I'm of Afghanistan I,
0: <laughs> I will never be back. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Like, you never say never, but that I like the chances of me being back and then actually going to that place again um, are very very slim. But I thought, what an amazing feeling to feel like, yeah, I'd love to come back and support this guy's business because of that and that's just that attention to detail the service not even it's attention to humans and presence to your customers and um looking after them like they are the source of your income you know like like treat your customers and and provide value first over anything else you do and then revenue flows
1: yeah yeah absolutely and and definitely you know also be generous with your team and your suppliers and and your customers, everyone, and and generous doesn't just have to be monetary, but as Crystal says, also in terms of time, be present with your team, mm. also because they will always appreciate that.
0: Yep. Okay. That's I got right. one. I got a. I got a lesson from the road. Give it. Um. So one of the bikes got trashed.
1: It got oh, which
0: busted up pretty good. Um. <laughs> I won't name any names <laughs> here, but uh,
1: you know, what? your <laughs>
0: bike got smashed up. So. Um, Yeah,
1: you know what is funny quickly this is a quick intermission i never told you but one thing this is not the funny part but it is funny how you guys are protecting uh, you know the name my name my reputation i guess because there was one we shared something i think on a blog or on social media uh, about river crossings because we had to cross these crazy rivers and one river was waist high and then our riding buddy mike mentioned something on the on the post he said I was a little bit worried that one of the bikes might have a drowned engine. <laughs> like,
0: well,
1: I wonder which one of this the bikes that would be, be. Could probably be <laughs> <a> from <difference laughs> the bike that she anyway, fell into the river.
0: So, whoever's bike got there was a. We had damages to bikes, but we had a couple of times where bikes we had some problems. But the yeah. the lesson is then we um we basically needed it fixed, and we came to a town, and we're like, okay, we want the best guy to get us back on the road as quickly as possible. That's going to put the thing together in a way that it will be safe, you know, and it'll carry us. Um, and we, we found the guy. So we basically asked around and, and a mechanic who pieced the bike together, basically with anything he could find, they were gluing bits together. They built a clutch lever out of a pram, like part of a prams frame. And, um, the, the thing is he, he was, he was like an expert. I looked at him, I thought this guy is a magician. Um, He's so good at what he does and his focus was getting that done and getting us back on the road. Um, When someone's a specialised person like that, because there are lots of people offering to help, you know, you can help with this, help with that, help with this, because they're they're just being helpful basically. But we wanted the niche expert. It's like the niche expert in any industry, this is kind of like looping back to a a niche lesson. Like when you are the niche expert, we would have paid that guy anything. Obviously, the exchange rates worked in our favour and the average wage – Tajikistan works in our favor and all this, um, obviously in terms of what we paid, um, we paid him well. We paid him more than well, – I think we paid him something like two weeks' wage probably in,
1: yeah, he was, in one he day.
0: Was um, but for us it still wasn't a huge amount and the reality is he could have charged us ten times like we probably would have paid it because the reality is we needed the expert at that moment. It's like when you need a – an eye surgeon, you need an eye surgeon, you need someone really good at what they do. If they're really specialized and they're really good at what they do, there'll be a market, basically. When you're the best in your space and you're a specialist and there is a market in that space, you'll never have a problem finding customers, basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it wasn't even a question where we will bring the bike. The, The whole town knew this guy.
0: Yeah, so exactly, and we're because like, of course, we're going expenses. there. There's yeah. no question. Okay, well, how do we get there as quickly as possible? Yeah. Where is he? You know. Yeah. Um. So once again, it doesn't matter if you're you might be a health consultant, or maybe you niche into a special type, style of sport that your health, or your it's weight loss, or it's sleep, or um, niching your personal trainer for specific sports, or it could be niching for different styles of business. You're an accountant. I'm just looking for those niche markets. You might be an electrician and you you specialize in. Um, solar panels or in oven repairs, you know, like looking for niche markets and sometimes it's an addition you add on as a little side uh, lead generation niche as well. So there we go.
1: Yeah, I agree. And maybe a little bit on uh, tacking on to that, uh, especially the first part about, you know, when things don't go completely the way that you envision them. One lesson from the road that applies very much to business is taking ownership and not blaming other people for things that don't go the way that you want them to go. So I, you know, I have a definitely a few examples, but two come to mind. One I mentioned a little bit in the last message in the last podcast episode which was about when I tried to get into Iran and, and didn't make it because the number plates were accidentally swapped on my bike and you know, it was very easy to sort of blame the person who didn't put the right plates on my bike, but is it really like, am I entitled to blame someone? It's my bike. I mean, I could have checked my bike. <laughs> I could have made sure that I have the right number plates on there. It, and I def, definitely took, you know, a few minutes, maybe even a few hours to, in my head, not I didn't do it maybe officially, but in my head I was blaming a little bit. And there's no point in blaming because I think we in business also, we if we take ownership, then we can just rectify the situation and the same also when we <laughs> we ended up in the bush somewhere as in the just remote super remote and we knew we were never going to make it to any civilization by night again one our friend obviously was doing the the route planning and it would be easy to go why well why didn't you plan it a little bit better but why didn't we plan it you know why didn't we double check and che- make sure google doesn't stuff us again mm. <laughs> now we can blame google you know mm, am i gonna blame yeah. google maps for for not knowing that these roads are very hard to ride and they will take three times the, the amount of time that they think, that's very blaming. And I definitely am not, uh, you know, uh, completely free of it. But I am conscious of this lesson to take ownership and instead of blaming anyone or anything, just take ownership and and work it out. Because blaming rarely gets you to anything positive. Blaming rarely advances you or your team or, or your business.
0: Yeah, good, good, good lesson. Yeah, um, another one I had from this, just in general, this is one I like to uh, shared a couple of times maybe over the years, but just taking trips in general, uh, what it does, it, it's as, you, as the human behind the business, you're obviously a very important resource <laughs> to the business. So if it's your own business, especially, and, anyone, and people in the business, Taking trips in general create deadlines. So when you, when it's like New Year's Eve or when New Year's is coming up and Christmas is coming up, everybody thinks it's the end of the world. It's like everybody wants everything done by Christmas, before Christmas, because, you know, it's deadline, it's like this deadline, but then suddenly the week after New Year's you're all back to work and it's another Monday, you know, and you're back on track but, or back to things, but it's this kind of deadline that, that gets created, so And when you do go on holiday, even, it kind of happens. It's like everyone wants to get their life in order before they go on holiday. Um, These things that you'd never usually do, you kind of step up, you know, and you make things happen and then you go away and then you come back refreshed and you also get perspective when you're away. So um, obviously there was a lot of time on a motorbike to think, but whatever the holiday is, it's good to remove yourself from time to time. So you're not just always buried under your to-do list because... As business people, we're always under the to-do list. It's like you, you can only see as far as the next tasks and the other 20 tasks which are waiting to be done behind it. And you're kind of like buried, 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 buried without actually getting your head above water from time to time to go, what am I, am I actually doing the right thing in the big picture? Am I heading in the right direction? Am I doing everything I should be? Um, Because I've noticed for sure, I don't don't know how you're feeling, but within myself, we've only been back to work for two days now. Did you feel like you got so
1: much time? Yeah, I'm kicking ass. (laughs) I know, you walked into here, you're like, I'm kicking ass. You walked in like mumbling some stuff about kicking ass. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) What? And then you look like a stracciatella doing it. I'm a stracciatella (laughs) kicking
0: ass. And I don't care if I'm a (laughs) stracciatella. That's how good I'm feeling. That's a
1: compliment. Stracciatella is like the best flavor of ice cream. If you have not had stracciatella, listeners, you have to try stracciatella. It's like it's the best flavor. I'm a caramel It's man. not exactly vanilla. Vanilla. Have tried str- vanilla. Have you tried stracciatella? I'm
0: sure yeah. I have. It's oh, not
1: exactly vanilla. It's a little it's bit different. It's a bit
0: exotic to me. I'm pretty caramel kind of. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, there you go. So so I'm um, a del- So go on trips. You know, take the deadline, and it's cool to have another like something coming up. It might be you know three months out. That's okay, but it just creates this deadline. Or whether it's in three months' time, you come back and then you plan the next trip and you plan the next one. Um, well, I think that's part of life. For, for some, it might not be going across the world and traveling on a motorbike, but for you, it might be taking a weekend away, you know, taking three days, taking a long weekend, or taking a Friday and a Monday off. or um, But definitely creating that time to get space, get yourself out of the business mm-hmm. and um, get back in. Because, like, yeah, like I was touching on, I, I feel like I've come back and I'm hitting more important things because it's hard when you're juggling so many things to sometimes you lose track of priorities uh, when you've got a million things going on. So yeah, um, and it's a nice space for, to see that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that the, was I was gonna lead into that next point: prioritization. And you know, you just pretty much mentioned it, but the the sort of example that I have here that I've written down is make sure that you do prioritize and this comes to how you spend your time how you spend your money what tasks you need to do first where is your focus and you know i remember when i came back through armenia to come meet you guys i ran out of money (laughs) i only had a small amount of armenian currency left and there was no atms where i was down near the border of iran because it's pretty remote and i thought i don't need any money anymore i spent it on my last accommodation Mm. because I was leaving Armenia, except then I had to come back through it for three days. So I had to think about, okay, I have a little bit of money left. Am I going to use it for food or for petrol? Well, if I don't buy petrol, I will not (laughs) make it to Georgia. Mm. If I don't buy food, I will probably survive for a day or so with eating very little or just buying something like a loaf of bread, which is 20 cents in Armenia so I opted to spend my money on petrol for so King George got to eat my bike I didn't really get to eat except I actually did get strangers randomly without trying to give me stuff for free because again I think when you're traveling alone on a bike you're very vulnerable people want to help you so I had people giving me fruit and bread and (laughs) cucumbers and tomatoes which is pretty much the staple foods that we ate for for a month so prioritization, figure out where you want to spend your time and your money and your efforts and your resources in your business because it's important to focus on the right things at the right time.
0: Mm. And King King Giorgio is the name of a bike. If you heard that, it's just <laughs> snuck in there quickly and you're like, what? King Giorgio got to eat? And I, <laughs> Who I, is King Giorgio? King, King Giorgio is the name of uh, Francisca's yeah. bike. My bike's name is Fernando Fantastisch.
1: He's very fantastic. Yeah,
0: Fernando's a fantastic boy. Um, well, yes, these have been great tips.
1: I might share one last one. Can I share a bonus one?
0: Bonus, here we go. This is a cliffhanger, ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen. Here it
1: is. It's actually a sales one, and it's a really good sales strategy. And what it is, is you assume that the sale will happen. So it's probably called something like assumptive. Is that the word assumptive? Is it um, an English word? Assumptive?
0: Hey Siri, is assumptive? Uh, <laughs> I think it is.
1: <laughs> so let's just, if not, it, we'll make it up right now. It's called the Assumptive Close. And I have a feeling there is a thing like that. And basically what it is, is that you assume that the sale will happen. You assume that you will close this deal. It's 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 also about... Future pacing.
0: Assumptive clothes, also known oh, as the go. presumptive clothes. There we go. In which the salesperson intentionally assumes that the prospect has already agreed to buy and wraps up the sale.
1: That's exactly what it is. It, that's it, that's it. it. It is an assumptive close, I didn't come up with it clearly. Because it's already on, you found it on the Googles. So here's what it, how it applies, how it, how I saw it so many times happening before my eyes on this trip, and one, I'll give you one or two examples. It, mainly, they were at the border crossings. Christo mentioned the border crossings last time. He loves them; he gets excited about border crossings. Not, but we had Nothing a few like border crossings. In line, is mm. there? We had a few <laughs> crossings where there were we had <laughs> a few stuff ups. One that I'll give you, which this applied was we I'll give you two. One was at the border. I came back from Armenia into Georgia. I was on my own with the wrong number plate on my bike at the border. The guys were not very excited that I had a wrong number plate because I could have stolen this bike, obviously. And so I was there talking to the officials. They were not very happy and they said, well, I need to wait here until I get the right number plate, but... Christo and Mike were about five hours away.
0: I was drinking wine at a winery.
1: I was texting them, and they were not that interested in driving there because they were drinking wine. wine. so so i basically yeah. had not very many options so i just assumed that they would let me in by just acting as if it's all good like it's not it's okay i will change the number plates and i future placed the whole thing i painted the picture how i'm going now into georgia and meeting the guys in five hours to get the right number plates it was an assumpt- assumptive close and it worked and the other one was at the border of tajikistan we came into tajikistan from uzbekistan and we had the visa on the wrong date we were meant to arrive in the country two days later according to our visa date we just stuffed up a little bit
0: Jeez, and we so were smooth, weren't
1: we? it's <laughs> there was maybe one or two where we didn't stuff up yeah it was hilarious go so us. on that one we were two days too early so the guys were like sorry you got to go back into Uzbekistan, except Mike, who is American, he couldn't just go back into Uzbekistan without a visa on his passport. Mm, so entry
0: visa was mm, used.
1: So then there the one guy sort of said, well, okay, you can come in, but you have to just sleep in the border town and come back in two days and then get into the country. And then I just assumed, again, I, I spoke to this guy, uh, you know, tried a little bit sign language and, and Google Translator and assumed that we will be in the country today. We just have to work out a new visa. And just painted the picture and the picture I just painted, I said, look, I, we have to come in today and continue journeying because I have to go to work. So I just, you know, sort of made signs of I have to work and, and painting the picture of I, I, I we need to travel today. Otherwise I won't make it to work. And the guy took sympathy because he is working. He knows that I have to work sort of, you know, he was, we, he was, he had our back mm. and he was a future close, assumptive, uh assumptive what is this again? Assumptive, yeah, assumptive close. By painting the picture, but also by assuming, I there was not a second when I doubted that we won't get in. I was certain that we will get in, and also how we did it on that border, a German, uh, a, a local guide who spoke German, she helped us get a new visa with her travel agency. So we we made it. Yeah, but it was, but really it was an assumptive close. It was. Yeah. It wasn't hesitating. It wasn't. Oh, okay, maybe we won't get in, or maybe we will. Sleep in a border town, he was like, No, oh, no, it's okay, we'll we'll, hmm. we'll make it.
0: And I think what that does is it keeps the options open rather than going, mm-hmm. Oh, we're okay, we've got to sleep in a border town, oh bummer, and we kinda of mm-hmm. close off the mm-hmm. the solution finding f- mindset, mm-hmm. you know, versus uh constantly going, Okay, cool, well okay, we'll we'll get in this up you know, like it just keeps it open, keeps it so looking for solutions exactly. and then suddenly one um we manifested a uh, someone that yeah. came to the rescue. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
1: Which is another lesson, manifest. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll do a whole other show yeah. on this one. So these are some more road lessons. I trust that you enjoyed them. If you have any comments or questions or thoughts, you're welcome to share them on the show. And also, if you would love to email us, you're welcome to email us info at com. If you would love to leave us a review on iTunes, we love them. They help us get more visibility for the show. So totally love, love, love when you do leave us a review. And also we've been working in the background here on the relaunch of our online program, which is called the Marketing Smarts and the doors will open in just a few weeks and we will announce it once the doors are opening. So you're welcome to go check that out once we have the doors open. We again.
0: could talk upskill yourself as a marketer or your team members um, or yourself and your team members, of course.
1: Yeah, exactly. Awesome. See you next time.
0: To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.